today we've got a we've got a guest on. He's actually one of my main competitors yeah. and someone I respect um, a lot. Uh, Shiv Nair from Ray White TNG. Yeah, he's the TNG. number one. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, the number one selling agent in Glenwood. Um, he's coming hot on everyone's tails in Kellyville as well. So we're a bit nervous, but uh, let's let's see if we can see how much info we can get out of him today and uh, use ourselves. But um. Shiv, why don't you give us a bit of an introduction into yourself? You've been in real estate for eight years. Where did you start? What was your journey like and where are you at now? Yeah, so um, this is my eighth year now. So I was a I was an agent for about seven, I'd say. So I opened my own office last year. So my goal was when I first started real estate when I was 23 to open my own office by 30. And, you know, that was my main goal and motivation for the last six years. And I How that. old are you now? 31. Cool. Yeah, so... Um, you know, journey started, I guess, you know, years, years, years ago. So a bit about my background there was, you know, I went to university after school, you know, as uh, being of an Indian background, you know, you're, if you're not a doctor, engineer, you know, you fail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I attempted to be, you Were know, your parents like that as well? Oh, I mean, they weren't, they weren't, let's say forceful, Yeah. but you know, it was something which was, you could say promoted, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, but I mean, my parents never forced me to do anything, you know, as long as I was happy, whatever else, and they respected whatever journey I was going into. So, yeah, I went to university for about four years. Um, I was on my, in my fourth year in a three-year course. What did you study? <laughs> so I studied medical science. Wow. Yeah, so I said the, okay. you know, the, the whole goal was to be a doctor. But obviously I wasn't smart enough and my ATAR wasn't high enough. So I thought, you know, let's do medical science as a pathway into medicine. So I did... I did that, you know, first use was fine, you know, it was okay, but then, you know, obviously distraction, university, you know, parties, girls, everything else. And and I had, I had no interest, mainly I, didn't, I had no interest as well. So basically, yeah, man, so uh, I was in my fourth year in a three year course and I would have had to do another year. And I just remember just thinking to myself and, you know, like this is not for me. Mm-hmm. I had no interest as all well in, in medicine, whatever else. And I always had interest in property, finance, business. So I, I quit uni. Didn't tell my parents, and I just quit uni, got a job in sales. So I started selling. I was selling insurance actually for for the first nine months. I was selling insurance, and a um, couple months into in selling insurance, my parents were like, "Oh, where the fuck you've been? Like, you know, like you're not going to uni. You know, you're not seeing your you know your schedule's out of whack." Mm. So that's when I broke it up to them. I said, "No, nah, you know, I've 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 quit." How did that convo go down? Oh, uh, I mean, it was okay actually. Yeah, you know. So that's first thing. Dad said, "So you, you want to make money." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hopefully, you know, that's the plan. So, yeah. So, but I let him know that sales is my passion. So after nine, after nine months in uh, selling insurance, I was selling in life insurance, pet insurance, you name it, everything on the phone. Wow. That actually taught me prospecting. That yeah. taught me the discipline in cold calling as well. So it's just, man, the phone will dial for you and you just have to sell. Mm. And, you know, nine, nine to five, just, you'll be drained afterwards. You know, I'd rather mm. do real estate. Mm. So... That was that. After that, uh, yeah, I got my first job in real estate. Why? Well, because so for, I saw sales in insurance as a stepping stone, you okay. know, and I always had the intentions to get into real estate because of my interest in property. So growing up, dad would have us work on the weekends, each weekend, you know, on his properties, investment properties. So that helped me also build my work ethic as well. So <clears throat> I, one of my best mates, um, he's in Melbourne now, um, he was the first one to get first one to get a job in real estate, and you know 
he, he I think it was about two months, two, two, three, four three weeks in, he's like showing me videos of Gavin and all the rest. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, and this time I was working at Macca's. I was working at the gym. So I was, I was like smash, trying to smash as much work as I can, you know, mm. and, um, and also working at the insurance companies. I've had three jobs. So I'm like, fuck, okay, this is what I want to do. So that's when he introduced me to my first principal, um, Emmanuel. Um, so yeah, you know, it was, it was nice, you know, we got along and offered me the job on the spot. So yeah, that was my first job. I was there for about say, I would say about a year and a half. And were you just prospecting at that stage? I mean, it was a weird, it was a weird sort of setup because again, I had no experience in real estate, but it was more like, hey, here you go, here's your desk, you're an agent now. I was like, fuck, you're okay. You're kidding. Yeah, you so were listing got, and selling within yeah, your first year and a half? from day one, yeah. So basically, How'd you go? So, and again, that's the story itself. It was fucked, <laughs> you know, um, because yeah, same thing. Like I'm learning yeah. day to day, yeah. you know, as we go in. I tell this story to a lot of my younger ones, you know, because I was working with my best mate. Mm. And I'm an agent now, mm. sick cunt, you know, like <laughs> I'm wearing a suit, whatever else, and, you know, driving a, uh, you know, old BMW, you know, like, but I'm cool. <laughs> Looks good on Instagram. So the first time, the first six months was just, was just for the show, mm. you know, to think that, hey, fuck, I'm, I've somewhat made it and I've got a good job, but actually not making any money. I remember having a conversation with my, my principal back then, and it was about nine months in, he's like, hey, um, you're about 50K or 35k in debit i'm like what's that <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh you, you know you have to you know kind of you know get rid of that before you make money i'm like oh okay and back then as well, i thought you know whatever money i brought from the vendor that's my money <laughs> yeah. so honestly that was a wake-up call but nine months in i'm like fuck this you know mm. I'm, I'm going all in so that's the that's when i made the decision to go all in seven days a week you know i back then i was single as well so i mean like no one back then did seven days a week in my market. Mm. So I was the first agent in my market in Glenwood to introduce Sunday open homes, for example. Yeah. Wow. And seven, eight years in now, I still do it mm. each week. <clears throat> I know so, I'll have to start doing Sunday open homes <laughs> next year. It's Thanks, a bit, Shiv. <laughs> Thanks, Shiv. I mean, Ruined my weekends. Yeah, I know, right? So again, even when I did ha didn't have any open homes, I'd probably just go into the office, even just lay, lay on the couch there, whatever else, just mm. think, okay? I remember writing on a piece of paper that I want to be the number one agent in Glenwood. And also, be, funnily enough, me, and then it was number one agent Bella Vista. Haven't cracked the market yet, but who knows? You can day. say Kellyville, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, so that was, the, that was the journey there. But, you know, and then from nine months in until I left, you know, another nine months from there, you know, I just went hard, you know. It was all about failing for me. Mm. And learning from a failure. One of my first listing listing appointments, I went to with a mess mate. I remember walking in and pitching for this business, and we had no clue what we were saying. The guy was so, um, you know, um, not in the meeting conversation that was watching cartoons. And this guy's fifty oh. years old, right? We walked away thinking, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> you know. But I remember seeing that guy about two years after, and we had a laugh, you know. And by then, you know, I was, you know, somewhat successful or somewhat had, you know, traction. Yes, yeah, so I was there. So I was at Raiden Horn for about uh, a year and a half, and then you know, um, and then I left and I went to Harcourts. For me, that movie was all about growth. Mm. I felt um, I felt somewhat capped at the first office, and I needed the right motivators, you know. And, and back then, this is talking five years ago. Harcourts Hills Living was one of the main, uh, one of the biggest agencies in the hills. Mm. And um, Andrew Drain, so my ex-principal, and again, to this day, good mates, love him. He gave me the opportunity and I was there for about five years. And one of the big things for me there was to learn from the top agents there. And back then, mm. you know, 
anyone who did a million, that was huge. Was there? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and that offers had a few couple, you know, of the million, 1.5 riders. And, you know, that's what I aspired to be. So going there, you know, each year I'd, I'd you know, evolve and grow and grow my team as well. And yeah, man, so I was there for about, yeah, five, five and a half years before I opened up. So before you left Harcourt, yep. um, where did you end up placing by the end of it? Yeah, so uh, before I left Harcourt, so, so before, yeah, in terms of, you mean... Um, like when, where you placed within the Harcourts network? Oh, so yes, so, yeah. so one of my, so while I was at Harcourts as well, one of my goals was to win number one New South Wales agent before I left. And mm. even though we were such a successful office, no one had cracked it. Mm. Andrew, Andrew Drain was the only one who had cracked it back in the day. Mm. You know, since then we had some top agents working in the office and no one had done that. So, you know, funnily enough, last year, you know, um, at the office and I went number one for mm. Harcourts and that was massive for me. So, I, you know, till this day, it's still, it's one of my biggest achievements. Mm. Yeah. And it was, and that was all last year. It was, it was last year actually. So it was, it was last year was for me, you know, win number one, then open up my office. Yeah. You know, so I won that, I think it was about, you know, June, July, and then opened up in November last year. And yeah, man, so um, that was, that was, that was, uh, you know, very much, um, you know, my why while I was at Harcourts. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but before you left Harcourts, um, or actually, sorry, from the time you left Harcourts yep. to go into Ray White, yep. you'd, you'd had, again, some exponential growth. Yeah. Um, and then you've now stayed consistent yep. with it as well. Yeah. How have you managed to, one, go from one to two plus million dollars? And two, how have you sustained it in yep. a falling market? I mean, one, hard work. I mean, you know, I think that's, you know, always said, but at times people don't follow through with that as well. Um, again, like I do, I do take time off, but you know, it, that's more so public holidays, end of the, you know, couple of weeks off, but I do work seven days a week, you know, and um, yeah, and that's again, also shows with my team. So as a mm. team, you know, even my assistants work six days a week. Mm. So everyone's all in, in that sense. And so working hard has been, you know, one, one of those factors. Um, and then just staying consistent mm. with everything we do. And just 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 pushing forward. I mean, now is also a, a business owner in a in a small office. You know, there's about ten of us now. I mean, we're still considered small, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, I want to lead from the front mm. and show my agents and assistants, okay, you know, what hard work can help yeah. you achieve. Yeah. And yeah, so man, just just been just been pushing hard. And, and again, of course, like I said, it's all you know, um, cracking into more of a top end mark. That's helped us all with um, mm. with GCI. Yeah. You know, so instead of me selling two in Glenwood, I can sell that say one nice property in Kellyville. That that's helped. Mm. Um, so transaction wise, I've I've had, I've sold I've, I've sold a little less this year, not much less, but a little less. But GCI wise, I've sustained. Mm. Yeah. Which is amazing, and it's you're one of the very few that actually have done this throughout yeah. the industry this year in Sydney. Um, I guess in, in terms of your team and, and your office, what yep. I what I've seen and what I what I am seeing a, a lot with other offices as well, it's the leaders in the office who are writing big dollars that the sales principles <laughs> that are actually pushing forward and writing the good numbers, the flow on effects there. Yeah, you see it obviously at Manor. Jay obviously oh, wrote some big 100%. numbers, and then we get inspired to do yep. more. And then we see you, you're doing great numbers too. And now you see Jesse coming up yeah, the ranks. Yes. He's it's, killing it. 
Yeah, so like I think the common denominator with all of these big offices, I think are the the actual leaders putting in the hard yards. But how are you going to sustain it with oh, running business? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's been that's, uh, the- that's been one of the challenges this yeah. year. You know, having my own office, and you know, this year because I'm I'm uh, I'm a perfectionist. Mm. You know, so making sure everything's set up proper, but not. I've been lucky that that you know when I transitioned from Harcourts to Ray White, I brought along basically all my staff mm. and even the old office manager was brought along as well mm. who's my office manager now so you know it, it wasn't like we started all yeah. over again so mm. one of my main one of, one of the key things I did throughout the years was grow my team so Je- speaking about Jesse so Jesse was my first ever assistant back in the day wow. so you know again he's been with me a long long time and through each year I'd progress so from a team of two three four by the time we I left Harcourt so it was a, my EBU was a team of five already which included Jesse as as his own agent. And then, you know, I had three, four assistants myself because the whole idea was one day I'll be moving out on my own and not, and then, you know, how do I sustain? Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's the thing, right? You've, you're running a business now as well. How, have, how has your life changed since opening the business in yeah. terms of your structure and your life? Yeah. Because you, you're still making it to the gym at 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, that's been the biggest help. Yeah. So, so you could say... 12 months ago, 24 months ago, you know, because of COVID whatnot and, you know, I wasn't training enough. And one, one of my main focuses this year was get back into the gym, you know, for, more, for my, more for mental health, more for, mm. you know, having structure around my day, more, more for, you know, just feeling the right, being in the right level of energy throughout the day as well. So, yeah, one of my biggest goals this year was to go to the gym five days a week. And so what I did was um, I hired a PT who trains me now five days a week yeah. because... For me, you know, like all of us, whatever's booked gets done. Yeah. Because prior to that, I was going, you know, maybe three <clears> days, four days, maybe six days every now and then. But all over the shop, you know, I go six in the morning, seven, eight, nine. Mm. But now I'm there in the morning at six, smash it out. And then I go home, spend time with my wife and my baby. And then, you know, and then, yeah, come to work. Cause I, but no, it's, it's definitely being, you know, a challenge. But um, mm. I think having the right, um, you know, structure around the day and also the right motivators in life. Mm helps what's your why yeah i mean i had a feeling you'd ask <laughs> and again this changes um, to fuck you, know. you up kevin <laughs> <laughs> no no so again um it's a really good question because um it changes through time yeah. yeah so i was actually thinking about this this morning i'm like you know kev's gonna ask me this <laughs> so early on you know in my real estate journey my why was myself mm. how do i how do i you know be the best version of myself mm. and how do I now back myself because when I left university you know I cut all ties you know it's like nah fuck it I'm going all in because you know how some people go do one thing but then have a backup I was yeah. like I'm not having any burn backups the boats. burn the boats you know so initially it was me and then also my parents you know to make sure that you know because they backed me up when I said okay I'm, I'm leaving university whatever else and I'm going to go all into real estate it was more for them. It was for them as well to to show them that you know what um, you know I've made it. Just to, to show them that you know um, that I'll be there for them one day when they need me to take care of them. They're still one of my you could say wise and motivators, but you mm. know now I'm also you know my wife and my baby. Mm. So to make sure that they are looked after, to make sure that um, you know they've got everything they that want and need. Mm. And um, you know I think I think 
as 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 men and as people, as I mean, women as all. Well, I think it's a level of responsibility we all need to have to make sure that we have that certain why which which pushes us. Mm. Because I think if you don't have that, then you know you don't have goals. You know you don't have any visions. You don't have a plan for you know moving forward. What is five years, ten years, or whatever it looks like for you? You know, hundred percent. I talked to a lot of people who are you know similar age groups. You know, at times they are missing that that vision, that drive. And unfortunately, you know, they just go on day by day and that, you know, for what it, what it is without a purpose. As a leader, how do you help them find their why? Yeah. I mean, you can help, I guess, but you can't help them find it if they don't want to find it themselves. It's mm. a weird one, mm. you know, um, because um, like I have to provide the tools mm. and, um, you know, I, like I like saying, I'm having my one-on-ones with my staff next week and having those goal-setting meetings, those, you know, setting visions for 2023, whatever else. Um, yeah, so I think, I think, firstly, leading from the front helps because mm-hmm. then they can, then if that's, if this is what they want to do, they can yeah. see, okay, what their life in three, four, five years may look like, mm. you know, um, and then sitting down with them, breaking it down, say, okay, if, if it's a GCI goal, mm. you know, what does that look like per month? You know, if it's more a life goal or health goal, what actions they need to take to achieve those goals as well. Mm. And yeah, I mean, for me, you know, it's more like I love to, you know, do what I preach, you know, um, and more so show them rather than tell them. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's, a, it's an interesting um, conversation we've been having. And if you look back, I guess, over your career over the last eight years, Shiv, what would you say has been the biggest shift from a personal growth perspective that you've noticed that's developed your character as a man? I mean, I would say each time when I grow my team, you know, each time I have to be a leader. Like this whole last 12 months has been a challenge because I've gone from leading a team as an agent to now leading an office and each time, you know, these challenges, you know, someone's getting hired, someone's getting fired, someone, you know, whatever else, I have to make those tough decisions that's helped me grow. And throughout in life in general, I mean, I love those moments because each time, let's say, you break up with a girlfriend or mm. something happens, some something fucked up happens, you know, you grow and you learn. Like, yeah. and I've had that through life as well, you know, and I think when you have those moments in life where, you know, shit happens, you grow from it and like, I'll tell you the story, not, not many people know this, but through my, you know, journey in high school, the latter part of that journey, I was, you know, I couldn't speak. Mm. Couldn't speak. I couldn't speak. Like couldn't physically talk? I couldn't speak, bro. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I meet people who, let's say, was in that journey with me through high school and I see them outside and they're like, what the fuck? What happened to you? So I had a, I had a speech impairment, um, you know, um, where, let's say, I would speak, but words would not come out. Or let's say every second word would come out. And it was tough, you know. Um, And for me, when that issue was resolved, man, that was like I was reborn. How how long did this go on for? A couple of years, man. So um, it was weird because, you know, I would have been, I think, again, I got to talk to mum and dad because I forget, but it probably started when I was about 13, 14, I'd say. Wow. And um, as you can imagine, school, I mean, I was fortunate that I had good mates in school and, you know, like I had a good, good great circle. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't, I was, I was affected, but, you know, it could have been worse. Yeah. You know, but yeah, man, like it wasn't easy. And, but when that, when this all ended as such, you know, um, yeah, it, it was like. Big weight of you. Yeah, oh, bro, it was like, 
I can I can do things which other normal people can do now. Yeah, and that would have changed you immensely oh, as bro, well. It was life changing. You know, like if there's one thing I'm grateful for in life, it's that one moment when I walked into that doctor's practice and walked out, you know, with a voice. Well, I feel I feel like <laughs> wow. if you can deal with that, you can walk into a vendor's house and oh, have those tough conversations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and like and, a breeze. Oh, and, and honestly, bro, like, that's what makes me sad and upset when people don't, don't people don't take shit for granted. Yeah. You know, like small things. So for me, I'm grateful for each day, man. Mm. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like I'm a bit different, but same sort of situation when I broke my leg. You yeah. You kinda you kinda go, well, geez, now I can't walk. I'm actually grateful for the fact that I can actually walk. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. You know, um, and like <clears> even <throat> that moment pushes me each day. How do you keep yourself grounded with all the success that you have? I mean, I'd say family, you know very important to me so um you know um i mean wife keeps me grounded as well (laughs) um but yeah i guess i guess i'm just too busy in the right things to not be grounded as well you know i'm 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 either too busy working harder myself you know work-wise health-wise mental-wise or looking after my wife my family my parents and um but yeah i mean because i because i see too many people who lose that sense of being humble you know um as they progress as well and again you know of course we all love cars watches whatever else and you know things like that but you can still have the nicest things but still be very humble at the same time yeah Mm. it's like you know like when i look at people like emil you know he's one of my inspos i love him like look at that guy like you know talk about humble beginnings talk about how humble he still Mm, is Mm. and man he's he's such a major player you know i love him like he's and and he inspires all of us but you know and even locally look at people like jay Josh, Peter, you know, mm. like there's so many, you know, good people out there who are, you know, still genuine. Ah, real people, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's um in a world full of fakes, it's it's nice to have a good team. I was actually going over this with Joey, one of our yeah. um, one of our mates that's a developer. It's it's so hard to find good people at a certain level of success that genuinely actually care. Oh yeah. Um, mm. So to have a good network around you, and <clears throat> I'm, I'm so lucky enough that I'm that I'm able to speak to you too, where but we have good people around us that we can share ideas with and support each other, even if you're a competitor. Oh, 100%. So. I mean, that's the main thing is, oh, it's like, you know, for, for mm. me with you, it was all like, you know, you push us, you mm. know, like, it's like, you know, because, and again, you know, for me, it's it, it, like Kelly will, that yeah. top end pockets, a secondary market, but it's, it's something yeah. very nice, you know. Look, let's yeah. talk about yeah. this competition thing yeah. because oh, I feel like this whole industry is so, so ego based. Oh, where yeah. Everyone hates each other oh, a lot. Not oh, everybody, yeah. but there's a lot of yes, hate and yes. animosity between each other. Why do you think that is? I actually see it on my side of the fence. The Hills District from an agency perspective is one of the worst in terms of... Yeah, wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, you guys Why? hate each other. Why? There's so much... Um, uh, it's funny. I don't know. I feel like there's a few of you guys that are succeeding really well and a lot of people that haven't got that same yeah. fresh... I mean, attire. I, th- I think you're right because what I do see is a lot of the successful ones don't hate. Mm, you yeah. know, a lot of the more successful ones, you know, more so um, acknowledge when, you know, someone else is killing it. Mm. You know, it's the same with, say, yourself and Jay yeah. and everyone. Like when you guys kill, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You know, well, rather than um, instead of instead of saying, fuck, you know, we got to go, we got to go, fuck Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's, it's like, true. it's more like because we are of that mindset, you know, 
you know, it's more of an abundance mindset. Mm. So it's not of a scarcity mindset mm. thinking, oh, fuck, haven't got a listing, fuck, mm. you know. It's more like, oh, fuck, you know, what do we not do there to get that listing or, you know, good on him, you know. It's like, you know, yeah. That's the way we should all be looking at this. So that this is something for the listeners. My mindset around it, so Shiv, to give everyone a bit of background into Shiv and, and how he affects my business. So um, essentially I was number one in Kellyville in 2021. He's come up and kind of blown the door open in Kellyville. Um, all hats off to him. But instead of looking at it at a negative way and saying, hey, like, fuck this guy, he's a dog, he's taking food <laughs> off my plate, you kind of have to reassess. So I've sat back and I've reassessed yeah. and said, you know what? Shiv's, one, he's a good guy. No, he's actually a good guy. Two, I have to take it for what, he, for what it is and he's just outworked me in a certain pocket and he's done better. And the fact is... Yes, I can do better and yes, I should be doing better. And now I've reassessed myself and said, okay, here's the changes I need to put back in place to try to chase them back down. And it's healthy competition. Oh, of course. Because here's the thing. If I lose the listing to Shiv, I'm not looking at it like, geez, he's been not, like he's done something sneaky. That's yeah, He's yeah. gone in with a low comm. Yeah. I look at it and go, what have I done wrong yeah. in this listing presentation where I can fix it so next time I win this business? So it's actually better for my self-development. Oh, I'm becoming a better person and a better agent from Shiv actually beating me. Yeah. And I think it's the mindset around that you have to take. And I see a lot of agents when they lose listings to particular people, they get pissed off. I think everyone just needs to sit back and just look at it with a different set of eyes. That's my two cents. Yeah, I agree. Mm. But yeah, thank you for pushing me. I appreciate <laughs> it. I want to jump back into the um, the seven day a week comment. Yeah. Do you, are you, how do you, so a big topic I was with, um, some, I've been speaking to a few of the guys from Breast Equipment yep. and also um, a big part of what I've been focusing over the last 12 months has been the energy management and understanding how we can best set our days up yep. to succeed. What's been your input on working seven days a week? How, yep. Has that affected your energy? I mean, it, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not easy, mm. you know, uh, and there are moments where let's say, you know, I'll, I'll need a break. But so I, I break my year up in quarters as well and whatever else. So like, one of my goals each year is to take, you know, four holidays. So each each quarter I'll take one holiday with the family. So I will yep. go away for say a couple of days. So that helps, you know, um, and then, but week, you know, more my week looks like, you know, so Monday to Saturday, it's big hours. Mm. Sunday could be more of a half day, you know, um, say from let's say 10 to three or whatever else. So, mm. but yeah, and then, but it, it's, I guess it's, it's setting yourself up with, you know, the gym, you know, the health and fitness, the right food, the right amount of sleep. Like if you manage all of those, then you're, you're okay. So I still have, I still get seven hours sleep each night, minimum, you know, try to push for eight, but between seven to eight hours sleep I get every night. I eat well, train well. And um, yeah, I think, I think that really helps me. And then of course, then, you, you know, your, your, your goals, targets, whatever else. Do you drink through the year, like on the weekend? As in alcohol? Just out like a wine? Um, I mean, not so much now, man. Like, I mean, yeah. so again, this even the, even that topic is all like, I used to drink a lot more years ago, but this year since health and fitness has been, you know, mm. um, a goal of mine, really, like I still, like given now, I'll, I'll probably drink, uh, you know, every couple of days because you've got Christmas lunches, mm. holidays, whatever else. But on a normal week, no, you know, yeah. unless say I'm going out for a dinner, might have a class mm -hmm. or it's let's say a big party thing of course yeah <laughs> yeah you know um but apart from that you know no i mean like i mean but in terms of this year I've, I've drunk probably the least i have 
Yeah. yeah. Do you do you think that it's because of the age, or do you think it's because of what you've got going on, or a combination of it's, both? It's, it's it's because I value more my time more now. Yeah. I would say because I know okay if I drink or get fucked up today, <laughs> mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be out of it for the next two days. I'm like yeah. shit. Okay, I gotta do this, this, mm. this. Mm. And also because I value my body more as well now, mm. and I'm like, okay, if, I, if I'm pushing myself for the gym, if, I, if I'm if I'm eating all this food, you know, just you know, and, and yeah. you know, whatever else, and I'm, I'm on a diet, you know, why 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 just ruin everything, yeah. you know, um, for you know a random night out? Like I mean, I'll still go out, you know, we still go out, say a couple of times a quarter, yeah, and it's it's when at those bigger bigger sort of events, that's mm. when I'll go all in, mm. yeah. all out. But uh, from like a normal random sort of dinner or whatever, no, yeah, yeah, probably not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay, completely changed. In terms of um, your next goals for next year, in terms of fitness, where you see your office going, yeah. what, what are your main goals yeah. for next year? Main goals for me is one, grow my team. So yeah. there's about 10 of us now. We've just started property management. So one of the goals there is to organically grow that department, hire more people and um, – other goal is to grow my own sales team. So I've, I have a lot of sales PAs who are on the cusp of, you know, progressing out on their own as an agent. So, you know, helping them transition from this assistant to agent role and making sure that they mm. succeed as well. Mm. Because last thing I want is them going out and failing, you know, yeah. I want to make sure they're set up for success. So making sure that, you know, I can help, you know, mm. two or three of them move on as agents and then also recruit the right people as part of my team as sales agents as well. So given we are quite a tight office you know it's more like family we are i am very selective with who we hire as well and um yeah man and then i'm hoping to get a secondary space in the same building or so you know because we'll need more office space anyway what's your um mindset around hiring and firing staff are you quick to hire quick to fire or how do you see i mean again that's one thing i'm learning more and more about as well as i develop as a leader and as and as a principal as well and um it's something which i'm you know uh getting more used to I do believe, you know, at times you do have to make that, you know, tough decision, tough call and, you know, fire earlier. Mm. <laughs> at times that can be a bit more of a nice guy mm. and, you know, try and give them more chances because mm. uh, I see good in people. But, yeah, you know, it is, it is tough though because, mm. um, you know, it's hard to find the right, right – it's hard to find the right staff, yeah, yeah, or good people. If you have someone that's getting really good results yep. but terrible attitude, what do you do? Fire. fire. I, I, yeah, I mean – Unless they improve the attitude, to yeah. be honest, because mm -hmm. um, again, yeah, it, 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 it is a problem uh, mm. because it then affects the whole office. Mm. You know, it then affects my own mentality around being in the office. Mm. You know, I want to walk mm. into an office and, you know, I'd rather have, let's say, five people writing 400, 300, 500 than, let's say, two agents writing a million each or two million and they are toxic mm. or, you know, are not pleasant to work with and, you know, mm. Because I've been in the situation myself when I was, let's say, a younger agent, up and coming, and I'm, you know, I see some people and they won't like in the in the same office, but they won't talk to you or they won't give you their time, you know, because they have this certain you know attitude to themselves or whatever else, mm. and yeah, it does, it does, you know, it does create a shift in the office. Mm. Yeah. What would you say has been your formula for success? Now you've been able to maintain writing some decent numbers. What would you say if you had one? is your formula it's a hard one eh? um honestly i guess just staying motivated is one but you know but again even motivation that comes internally you know you, you can go to a tom panos seminar and be motivated for a day or you're just motivated just because you're motivated so i'm just motivated because i am you know because again i've got the right wise right mm. you know mindset right goals right vision um you know um for me for me you know 
working hard, like I said, leveraging, you know, anything I do. Um, and, and also leaving a good impression with people, you know, regardless of who they are, who we, who I meet, mm. because like you said, as all, a lot of us, you know, get given a bad name as mm. agents as well. And it's people to making sure that, you know, you know, I show people that, Hey, I'm, I'm actually a nice guy. Yeah. 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 Killer. When you said leverage, what other areas would you be focusing on? Yeah. Leveraging? So again, so I think people don't leverage enough and mm. leverage can be in anything in life as well. So it's, you know, for example, we talk about, say, you know, Kellyville, for instance, leveraging the one listing, the one result, mm. you know, it could be if you're a young up and coming agent in a very successful office, it's leveraging that office. Or if you're working with mm. someone who's super successful and you're an, ass an assistant, leveraging that agent. A lot of people you know, are scared to leverage and um, use it properly as well. Because if you, if you do do that, you can go from where you were in one year, you know, to say where you want to be in five years and two years. You know, if, if you mm -hmm. do it properly, you know, um, yeah. So this is going to be a little bit of a different one and maybe a little bit harder for you to yeah. ask because you're not at that, um, you haven't been in it a long, long time. Yeah. But I keep, I can't, I'm not sure if you remember, but I keep referencing, you know, tips for younger agents, yeah. tips for younger yeah. agents. And I've had some people hit me up, say, there's not just younger agents asking, can you ask for the older, older yeah. guys? So, <laughs> um, for the older guys, older uh, guys and girls and, that are listening, what's some advice for them that have been in the business for a while, yeah. have kind of stagnated, um, still not trying to, still trying to find their feet, but have yeah. been doing it for a long time and haven't hit that level of success. Yeah. Yeah. I know you haven't really been too much in that position, yeah. but where would you see that they're going wrong? What would you, what would advice. your advice be to, yeah. to kind of get unstuck? Well, firstly, I'd say, you know, sit down and properly see what's working, what's not working, mm. you know, uh, because a lot of times as agents, as people, we just go with emotions, you know, each day, just keep going, keep going without, say, reassessing and, mm. and, and really finding out, okay, what's going wrong? Why haven't, let's say, you know, why haven't gotten to, say, Kevin's level? You know, I've, I've, I've done the same amount of years, mm. you know, because we all know this is not, uh, this game we're in is you no, know, it's not about experience. You know, mm. it's all if you're good enough, you're you're old enough. Mm. Um, and also, like I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in coaches, mm. mentors. Yep. It's like you know, at the gym, I have a PT who's my coach. I've got a physio who's my coach. You know, but then in in in, in business, you know, I've got Tom Panos who's my who's my coach. Then I've got you know people like you know who I look up to who let's say are my mentors. You know. Mm. So a lot of people don't have coaches or mentors. They don't have people to you know reach out to, talk to, and, and really mm. help them push on the next level. And also, you know, um, just again finding their motivation as to okay, you know, why is it not been, why hasn't it been working? You know, mm. is this not for you? You know, because mm. again, you know, this is like what we do. You know, of course, you know, doctors and everyone else in mean, like next level. You know, mm. like special people. You know, but for what we do is all like if, if in terms of the amount of hours and work we put in, if we don't, if, if we're not seeing rewards for it, or if it's not for us, there's no point doing mm, it. It's not you, worth it. No, like you can have your weekends back, Yeah, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's really finding like if, if, if this is actually for you, and if it is, then really go all in, mm. not go not go half ass. It's like- okay, What does all in mean? All in means again, all in in sense of time and effort and energy put into the business. Because again, if you put, if you go all in for one year, you'll see rewards for the, like, you know, that, that's gonna be a snowball for the next five, 10 years. Mm. You know that will make or break your your career. Yeah. All in into work, effort, energy. All into learning. All into say really pushing. I mean, servicing your clients. Mm -hmm. You know, all in basically in everything. 
Yeah. Let, let's say you're in the position yeah. and let's say you're in that position yeah. and you want to get unstuck yeah. and you're going, hey, I have to outwork everybody yeah. now. What hours are you doing? I mean, minimum, I mean, I say seven days a week. Seven you know? days a week, 12 hour days? 100%, you know. Yeah. And again, like I said, if you do that now, you know, you look back in 12 months time, you're like, fuck yeah, it was worth it. 100%. While, you know, you'd rather be in a better position working longer hours than, you know, in the, in the same position working just a little bit less anyway. Just give that, just give each day that little bit more. Definitely. You know, push it a little bit harder. You know, if that's, you know, like I said, day-to-day prospecting or at the appointment or in anything basically. I've I've never had, I've never heard of a successful person that said that the, that the sacrifice was not worth it. Oh, 100%. I've never had anyone say that. Yeah. I ran into Arjun this morning, who's a buyer's agent, an investment buyer's agent. And um, we're talking about how the prospecting and the client management he did two years ago is now feeding his business to where he's signing up a ridiculous number for November. What's been your and this is something I'm actually looking to get a bit of bit more polished on my side is the client management process of having a deal yeah. to f- finish. What's yeah. been your experience to really uh, leverage yeah. that opportunity? I mean, again, that this is one thing which I'm looking at fine tuning myself. You know, because the for me the, the the amount of touch points which I would like to have is not there at this moment. I mean. I'm leveraging of more so because of their experience when we transacted, and mm. and then since then you know, let's just say just being present without being in their faces. So I'm not calling them every two months, three months, and touching base, touching base, and saying, "Hey, how you are you, how you going?" You know, you're thinking of selling again, whatever else. Oh. But it's more so just being there. You know, for example, if I look at Glenwood, you know, like just being there in the community, yeah. you know, being there at the schools, you know, being there with anything which they need you know um like i'm, I'm quite a big believer in um be, uh you know playing your part in the community so like i sponsor all the schools there sponsor you know multiple clubs whatever so it's, it's like i'm being present to my clients there without being in their faces because mm. i you know it's, it's more so front of mind not a pest that's it exactly mm. you know and then of course you know Apart from that, I mean, the, the, the marketing, which I do, you know, uh, just, just, just making sure that they know, okay, if they need me, I'm there, um, you know, um, and, and yeah, just, again, it's more for me, it's more about the experiences, mm. making sure that, okay, we go above and beyond with mm. each transaction to make sure that, okay, when the time comes, mm. we'll be, we'll be, we'll get the listing or we'll, we'll at least be in the shopping list. You keep talking about you being a perfectionist and the more yeah. you keep talking, I see it more and more. You're very polished in everything you do, the way that you dress, the way that you talk, um, everything through your marketing material. Where do you yeah. think that comes from? Yeah, I've got OCD. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I mean, honestly, it, 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 I think being a perfectionist says a lot about yourself. Mm. You know, the way I present myself, the way I do everything I do, you know, it's a, it's a reflection of my work. Mm. And, you know, given, say, the type of work we're in as well, you know, we're dealing with everyone's biggest assets and, mm. you know, um, and it's, 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 a, it's a big deal. Mm. You know, we're helping people make, you know, say, big moves. And um, so making sure that, you know, so that level of perfection or attention to detail mm. th- that trans- uh, translates to them, say, maximizing their sale price or having the best experience. But I think I think all of us as people, we we do need to have a certain level of uh, you know attention to detail, perfection, because I think that says a lot about who you are. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, a qu- a quick question that I have: when you ha- and this is a more of a personal yeah. question, I've been having a chat with a lot of younger guys that yeah. I'm mentoring at the moment, 
And a lot of a lot of what I see that's happening in their lives that it's stopping them from going to the next level is actually to do with their personal life and their friend group. Yeah. Oh, massive. Um, did did you experience any trouble um, when you were coming up with yeah. having to deal with you know exiting different friend groups and entering new ones? Or yeah, I mean it, it's a that's a it's a big one that one. Um, yeah. Especially I find like I said I mean even though we are all young you know mm. in the younger generation just you know younger than us. Um, I mean. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, uh, I mean, I've got friends, of course, uh, but I'm very uh, selective, you know, uh, with who I spend my time with, like especially right now, you know, mm. if I'm not working or progressing myself, mm. you know, as a person or as a professional, I'm spending time with my wife mm. or my baby or my parents or maybe say one or two of my mates. And, um, you know, mm. so I'm very selective with who I spend time with because I value my time. Yeah, A lot of young people, unfortunately, don't value their time. So... If they get one opportunity to go, oh, yeah, done, fuck, yeah, I'll be there, mm. uh, you know, and or like they don't value the time the next day, you know, because they'll just go out, get on the piss, and then next day they've got work or open homes or, or commitments, whatever, so they can't give it everything. Yeah. Yeah. So they value the weekends more than they value um, the opportunity they have in front of them with work or whatever else, mm. you know, but I th- your, your circle is very important. Like my in my circle, I'll probably say I'm the smallest fish or, mm. I, you know, mm. I'm the most, I'm the least experienced, you know. And the people I'm with, you know, they they are let's say levels above, but that's that's what pushes me to one day get to their level because you know I'm just learning from them. But also, you know, when we catch up, we don't talk shit. Mm. Yeah. You know, we talk <laughs> about real stuff. You know, yeah. we talk about family, friends. We talk about we talk about okay, you know, their businesses that we talk about okay, how we can help each other as well. Mm. It, it's more of a uh, productive sort of you know you know sort of hangouts you know rather than say. Just, just, just hanging out for the sake of hanging out and getting fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and that's the thing. The hard thing that I found was actually trying to weed the friends out. Oh, 100%. Because you have to find that new friend group because you yeah. don't want to be alone, right? That's yeah. the hardest bit. But eventually it has to happen. And the further this conversation, the longer this conversation goes on, I was thinking about what question would I come off the back of what you were saying? And I was going to say, oh, why do you think some people change their friend groups? And why, why did some people don't? Why do yeah. they not? And... Um, the answer that I was thinking was it comes down to your why again. Oh, yeah. This whole conversation's yeah. just been built about what's your why. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And and again, if that's not strong enough, mm. you're not going to give a fuck. Yeah. You know, you're not going to value your time. You're not going to value other people's time as well. Mm. And um, yeah, man. It, do, do you think you can do you think you can become a very successful real estate agent without being obsessed with real estate? Be hard to. <laughs> I think with anything, um, unless you're obsessed with it, you know, it's going to be hard because you don't love it then. Like for me working seven days a week, I do it because I love it. And, and because each day for me is, you know, it, it's fun. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I don't see, I, it, that's why I don't get, say, talking about mm. energy levels, whatnot as well. Mm. Like I don't get as tired as, say, someone who who doesn't love it as much and is just here mm. for the money. Yeah, definitely. I find what I've been experiencing is the more momentum you get, in any yep. area of life, the easier things start to snowball and become. Yeah. Um, when you're in the zone. Yeah, the zone's massive. You're just attracting more. I've um, I've had a phenomenal last two months, like personally, professionally, and I found that the groups of people I've been surrounded by and then having like activities like wakeboarding has just been the biggest fuel for my energy levels. Yeah. And then my momentum in my activities now, I'm happy to work. 
12, 15 hour days because it's fun. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. It's like going back to say what I do with, you know, those, uh, you know, mini holidays throughout the year. So mm. having something to look forward to you as well. Mm. And, um, you know, cause that's my opportunity, let's say to spend time with my wife and my baby and whatever, or, fa- or family, you know, or certain hobbies, which like, you know, I've seen Kev, you know, you've been smashing the car, yeah. you know, uh, but again, like same thing. I, I love that, you know, because yeah. that's, you know, your time alone and you yeah. enjoy that. You mm. get a thrill out of that, but you can only do that if you're, let's say, I mean, as a reward or whatever else, you know? Yeah, yeah. definitely. You got to have that. Yeah, definitely. Um, talking about your baby, first of all, yep. congratulations. Thank you, man. But um, in terms of how that, how has that affected your life yep. and your work? Has it or has it not? I mean, before talking about the baby, I think you firstly need, if you're, you need a good partner. Hmm. So if you don't have a supportive partner in this game, it's going to be hard. Hmm. You know, like I've been with my missus for about six years. And since day one, she's been the same, very supportive. Hmm. Like even six years ago when we first met, I was still only singing maybe once a week for let's say half a day or one really? evening. Really? <laughs> you know, um, and um yeah, like even now, you know, like given the hours of work, you know, we, we have a baby as well, like it's not easy on her, mm. but she knows that in the in the long run it'll pay off and, mm. you know, because whatever I'm doing is to look after her and the baby as well. Mm. And um, so if you don't have a supportive partner in this journey, it's going to be very hard. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But but no, in, uh, in terms of um, having Leo now, um, you know, he, I mean, my wife takes care of him, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be honest, um, you know, she does everything, you know, um, I try and do my part, but yeah, she yeah. does 99% of everything. So that wow. helps me, you know, have that right amount of sleep and go to work and do, mm. do what, do the hours I do. Yeah. Jeez. You guys look solid. Like it, the post that I see, you guys look solid as, but hearing that structure, it seems like you guys have found the perfect balance. And I think that it, you're so right that the partner that you choose, your life partner yeah. can make or break oh. whoever you are. Yeah. Right? Cause I mean, I find a lot of um, younger, I mean, but then again, you can't, it's not even age. Like my wife and I, we've got a five, six year gap. Mm. And so a lot of girls, her age are completely different. You know, mm. they're out partying each weekend or whatever. Again, not, not, there's nothing wrong with that as well. Mm. But the part she chose was completely different. Mm. And because of her being her, it's let me do what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, it's, but then again, for, for her as well, like she'd seen this growing up with her mom and dad. Mm. Her dad was a businessman as well. Okay. And so he worked his ass off, you know, and so growing up as well, she kind of saw, okay, okay, this is how my mum helps my dad and whatever else. And mm. But the, my wife's biggest goal in life was to be a mum. Yeah. And to be, you know, I mean, she, she's got a childcare background, so she loves kids. Yeah. So in a way, she's she's achieved a goal. Yeah. And, you know, she's living that dream mm. as such and now she's killing it yeah that's it no, she's awesome. playing playing such a good part you know because awesome. being a mom is very hard yeah yeah well the hardest job on earth oh 100 right? i mean like it's like it's yeah. a 24 7 job we, th- we think we've got bad hours yeah. that's oh, bad hours i'd rather work eight days a week <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's hats off to all the moms yeah, out there shout 100%, 100%. outs um i guess another question i wanted to ask um what mistakes do you think you made when you were coming up the ranks as your own agent that's a good question it is very good, actually. What mistakes? I mean, so one of my, firstly, I'd say learnings is, um, you know, working at the wrong office. Mm, yep. That's a big one. Yep. So when I say that is working at an office with a small mindset, working at mm. an office with a negative mindset or where the leader has those qualities as well, mm. working at an office where you're not given, you know, the right tools, right opportunity, right training, 
But the main thing is, I guess, working, you know, under a leader who doesn't inspire and doesn't lead from the front, mm. like we spoke about, you know, it's a majority of the top officers, you've got the principal writing, yeah. you know, strong numbers, which then supports the team and all the rest. Um, and also, um, you know, the other advice would be not failing quick enough and hard enough. So like, you know, early on my first nine months in real estate, I could have taken my principal to the appointments. I didn't. I did everything myself mm. so I could learn from my mistakes. So I could one day progress. So rather than taking my old principal to get to close the to deal with the listing, I did them myself. So I, I lost everything, or majority of it in the first twelve months, but then that helped me progress earlier. Mm. You know, um, yeah. Gotcha. Do you reckon um from a leverage perspective, yep. it would have worked better to t- take take your uh, principal, or do you think the leverage of you failing forward was more valuable? Because so that's a good one as well. Because again, depending on who that person is, you know, it could work either way. Yeah, so, that's true. That's yeah. very true. I so know from in my, my experience, yeah, that's right. That's so right. <laughs> in my situ- in my position, you know, unfortunately, my principal and I were competing in the same marketplace. Uh, yeah. So that becomes tough, right? Yeah. So one of the, the main reason I left that office was because that became the issue. So we were both competing in the same marketplace, and I was never going to progress. You know, I was, I was, he was number one, I was number three, I think, before I left, whatever else. So I never, I knew that, you know, I could not progress to be number one in that office. And again, me taking him to an appointment, it worked against me as such, in a way, for my own professional development. Mm. It might make mm. me money. I might mm. close that deal or get that listing, but am I learning? Am I progressing? Am I handling those objections myself? Am I closing the deal? So that that was my reason. But again, say with say one of my staff, you know, if they want to take me to a listing, we'll go for it, go hard, because mm. I'm not I'm, I don't compete in, in their markets. Mm. I'm there to support them. You know, I'm not going to take a cut. You know, mm. certain things like that. You know, you know, so that yeah, so mm. that's the reason why I did what I did. But if you work for the right office, you know, and you work for the right leader, fuck yeah, mm. you know, leverage that because, you know, as a young, and that's what I do with my staff at the moment, I'll go with them to appointments, you know, and, and like I've got a few people, you know, who will be transitioning out on their own as an agent next year. Mm. And my goal with them will be to go out with them to those appointments, you know, and help them close those deals, get, get these scores on the board, um, you know, but I'm just, because I'm just there to support them mm. rather than take. Yeah. yeah, great leader. Yeah. You're a great leader. I mean, it's, it's just learning, right? You know, it's um, like I, mean, I look at people like, say, Jay, for instance, like you look at how, how many staff he has and how he still does the big numbers he does. Stupid, man. It's crazy. He's, that guy's a beast, bro. We're talking about it before, Kevin and I. It's funny, like busy breeds busy. Like we, yeah. we were talking about growing the media side of yeah. things. It's like with the busy schedule you have in real estate that you, you think you can't add that to the diary. But oh, yeah. You look at someone like Jay who's That's got... It the biggest diary there is and oh, he's, he can still do it yeah he can, and you look at Emil he's got like 10 offices oh, oh man like a development company and all the rest and he still has time and and, and, and like Emil machine so I saw him the other day um, he's, a, he's a legend he's such a legend and again he's you know, so high energy oh, yeah yeah and, 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 and like regardless of you know who you are you know he's there to give you everything he really is as I said so we were just having um, caught up in whatever he's like oh bro you know if you come to Gold Coast you come to Brisbane I'll get your car sorted. You know, there's a place I've got for it. But it's like, you know, he doesn't need to say that. doesn't need to do that, you know, but he's what so, cool he's such a giving guy, you know, thinking, yeah, he's just What awesome. a cool guy. Yeah. That's insane. That's unreal. Why did you go to Ray White? 
yeah. rather than do your own brand. So it was a, it was a hard one actually. Uh, I mean, it's again, you know, quite a quite a commonly asked question as of well because. So I was with Harcourts for about five years yeah. um, and my brother works for Harcourts, my cousin works for Harcourts as well. And the natural um, progression for me was to open up in Harcourts office. And Wait, sorry, can we, re- do you, does your brother work at Harcourts? Yeah. Which one? He's in um, St. Mary's. So if you go oh. to our St. Mary's, you wow. know, yeah, Krishnair, so he's my, he's my oh. younger brother. Oh, yeah. yeah, so he's, um, so he's killing it down there. And, you know, my cousin who's in Fiji, I'm, I'm from, I'm Fiji Indian, so mm. my cousin who's in Fiji, he's the number one agent for Harcourts in Fiji. <laughs> You're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so weirdly yeah. enough, like all, all three of us ended up in the same network. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, it's like, I had no intentions to move anywhere else. I mean, I saw value in a franchise or a mm. brand. I mean, especially early on anyway, yeah. because again, talking about leverage, mm. if I go, again, I'll be fine because everyone knows me in my marketplace, yeah, but yeah. we will say Jesse be okay mm. in his marketplace. Yeah. We'll say the new ah. agent coming out, will he be okay? There mm. won't be. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking now smart. as a principal point of view, I'm not thinking as a yeah. me, me point of view. Wow. You know, cause I could have gone up and opened up Shivnair real estate. Yes, I'm and you were dominated. Oh, Glenwood, I'm fine. You know, I'm grand market share, whatever. So, and then, and then, yeah, like I said, I was going to open up Harcourts. And then um, Josh had joined Ray White. Mm. And then, you know, I'm talking to him. He's a, he's a close mate of mine. I'm talking to Pete. So Josh, and, and so after Josh joined, Peter joined as well. Mm. And um, Josh said, just have a chat. And then after the first initial meeting, that's when it blew my mind. The level of, um, you know, the, the like the levels there they are in the franchise, yeah. you know, <clears throat> models as well mm. i was blown away man like mm. support you know the training you know everything everything yeah. like my, my first meeting with um raya white was in in, in their boardroom and there's like 20 people sitting there hey i'm in marketing i'm in finance i'm in this i'm in that i'm in media i mean this i'm gonna help you with this i'm like fuck what do i do wow <laughs> so everything was taken care that's of that's cool 100 percent. wow so that took the stress you know out of opening up Yep. And um, yeah, man, super happy. And again, I'm now working with my mates. Yep. I'm working with people like Gavin Rubenstein, who, you know, was my inspiration, you know, seven, mm. eight years ago when I first started. So I'm, I'm in that similar, you know, mm. group of people. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's what pushes me. And again, and again, yeah, with, with Harcourts as well. So I was the number one agent there for New South Wales. Joining Ray White, I, I would be number 20th. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Because I was going to grow. You don't the, want to be the big fish in the small pond. Hundred percent, man. Because like I wanted to challenge myself and grow, and so like my goal for the current financial is to be top ten in Ray White, New South Wales. Yeah. Tracking at the moment, I'm, I'm like I'm creeping in at tenth or eleventh or ninth, but I'll be happy getting tenth there than say winning Harcourts number one again. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot more value. Hundred percent for sure. Yeah. How yeah. exciting, my man. Yeah. Well, um. We'll, TNG. We'll, we'll yeah. just start. I'll, I'll leave it for one last question. Yeah, of course. Mate, uh, what would be advice for the younger guys? I know we went through this before, but the advice for the younger guys, for example, the age of the guys in your office, the associates? I would say main advice, stay fucking focused. Yeah. I fucking love that. Seriously, stay fucking focused, man. Mm. Because I started when I was 23 and I wasn't given the opportunity they have. They, are, they started when they were 18, 19, yeah. 20. They've got fucking everything. They've got all the right tools, the right advice, the right people around them, right circle, the best network, you know, and it's basically they've, they've, they have everything they could ask for. But if they don't want it bad enough, 
it's on them. Yeah. They'll fuck up. So if you can stay consistent, stay focused, man, you know, you, you can be, let's say, where we are in by the time they're 25, 23. Yeah. Which is crazy. Which is crazy, you know, like crazy. not when you're 30, 35 or whatever that's else, right? So, so that's the thing, like making the most of each day, being yeah. grateful for each day as well, you know, giving each day everything, you know, each conversation, everything. So that's just going, basically just going all in. You know, get the fuck out of fucking TikTok, Instagram, (laughs) Snapchat, all distractions, man. Hundred percent. Just, just work on yourself. Fuck yeah, I'm inspired. Let's get, (laughs) let's get this up, lads. Legend. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Oh, you killed it. Thank you so much, bro, man. I'm inspired as fuck.